0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Vuelta España 2023. I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Aldo Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast, and we are going to be discussing the legendary called the Tourmalade stage of the Vuelta España 2023. As I said, stage 13, it was a diabolical climb for the finish, diabolical stage. But yeah, nonetheless, Patrick, what happened on the stage?
1: A stage for the ages. It was insanely hard, short, GC action all over the place. I mean, to try and piece it together, Avnipol was dropped very early on. Uh, he he soon lost a minute 30. He was in a group with Almeida and uh, it was uncertain as if Avnipol was there or not. And, but then it p- became very apparent that Avnipol was gapped a minute 30, two minutes. They got to the top of the, the Obisque Michael Stora took the KOM points there and Evenepoel was out of the back. Uh, I think Almeida was slightly gapped at that point as well. And then they dipped down and going towards the Spandels. Of course, Almeida is not the greatest descender. We've seen that. And I think the gap kind of bloomed out a bit from there. It stabilised to Evenepoel. Going up the Spandels, Stora again took the, the points there and Jumbo Visma just were hammering home the advantage. There was no breakaway because with Evenepoel dropped, Yumbo wanted as much as possible to put time into him. And, you know, that was very first. He... There was no breakaway today, pretty much. Um, and then, yeah, we d- descended off the Spandels. Yuma Visma kind of reformed a bit. They got Hessink back in there. They also had Kelderman, Kuss, Vingegaard, and Roglic. They were the most numerical team in the front there. Everyone else was in ones and twos. I mean, Almeida wasn't in there, so UE only had Mark Soler and Juana Yuzo in there uh Bora had two riders with Vlasov and Itabrooks there was uh Boitrago and Landisville's just kind of bits and bobs there and then we came on to the mighty Tourmalay which you know what was it it's like 17 odd kilometers at seven and a half percent it's not the exact statistics so you know feel free to put the exact ones in the comments or whatever but yeah Kelderman set pace and he got to about a I want to say he was within the final 10 kilometers zone, and he just, pee popped. And Bingard attacked immediately off of the back of this and shredded the group into really the main GC favorites that were going to fight it out for the victory. There was Jonas, there was itbrooks Roglic, Kuss, Enrique Mass, Lander and a Yuzo in there. I think that... Was the seven who were kind of the main contenders up there? Uh, Mass looked like he was going to be closing down Vingegaard, but seemed to then just sort of stop and slow down into the group behind. And at that point, the impetus went behind the group, went out of the group behind. The gap bloomed out to roughly a minute to Vingegaard, and he was just kind of sailing up the mountain. There were a couple of attacks and counter attacks in the group behind, including ones from Kuss Quite late, um, Kuss escaped from that group quite late. Uh, Roglic escaped late as well, leaving the other three behind. And Jumbo visma took the win with Jonas Vingergaard. They got second place with Sepp Kuss, and they got third place with Primoz Roglic. It was probably, in the over a decade that I have watched in cycling, the most dominant performance by a team on the mountain stage. We've seen domination in classics and in sprints and in crosswinds, etc., but this is without a doubt the most dominant mountain performance by a team that I can ever remember. I'd say in the last decade. Would you say that's about right, Scott? Have you seen anything more impressive?
0: Yeah, it's the one-two-three, isn't it? Because uh, obviously Team Sky, they had a lethal mountain train, and we saw them sometimes do a one-two with Richie Port or Chris Froome, etc. But yeah, this is next level. I've never seen, um, yeah, but you when you look at the caliber of rider as well, Seb Cruz, arguably the best mountain domestique there is, he's riding an exceptional Welter Espana. Primos Roglic, yeah, three times Welter Espana winner, podium finisher in every single Grand Tour. Jonas Vingor, the two time defending Tour de France champion. It's 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 not like it's nobody, it is the creme de la creme here,
1: yeah. Um, it is. It's an insane Jumbo Visma team, and they put that to full effect today. Yeah, obviously
0: Jonas Vingegaard winning his first stage in a World To Spain is a great result for him. But and I mean Jumbo winning, <laughs> Jumbo doing what they did, like you said as well. Yeah, what what do you take of this? Like. Are we now just going to have Yombo on the podium in Madrid? Like, is anyone going to be able to stop this ferocious force from Covenable? We'll get to that. But, like, it seemed like he was the only credible opposition here or UAE, but that's kind of faulted. Almeida went out the back. GC Marc went out the back as well. Ayuso looked like he couldn't really do anything against the might of Yombo.
1: I don't want to say that Yombo just got to cruise this and lock out the podium i do think that in a weird way a might do better now because of soler and almeida dropping out of gc maybe he get more dedicated support he could get a pace set for him and maybe he could slip onto the podium place as well because he gets a pace set for him by almeida and soler who have now dropped further out of gc than he has respectively so, I think that it, I don't think it's, you know, a complete lock that Yamoda's going to roll to the line now and steal, you know, first, second, well, steal, take first, second, and first. I think that it's very possible that I'd say a Yuzo, maybe Mass could get onto that place as well. I mean, also, quick shout to Ita Brooks, who was probably the biggest surprise. I, the I, yeah, I was going to get onto that because I oh, thought yeah. that
0: was insane. Yeah. I, I jumped it. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, like, first ever World to España, such a young kid, so much, well, hype around him, obviously, youngest winner of the Total Avenue, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, what did you think here? Dropping his, well, in the best group, and there was plenty of times where there was that stalemate where these seasoned climbers who've all been on Grand Tour podiums, et cetera, were looking to the 20-year-old Belgian kid to hold, yeah.
1: Yeah, in a rather sad way because we're in an era where such young talents perform all the time. His performances are somehow not as special. Like it's not seen as, oh, that's like not extraordinary, but it is, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I've said in a lot of these recaps in the first week when there were some of these shorter climbs, he was getting gapped. But I said that maybe the longer climbs suit him and you know, we'll wait and see at the Tom And I was dead impressed by Ida Brooks today. I think that he was, in my opinion, the surprise of the day. I think he rode above expectation and he finished in fifth place. And that is a very, very good performance by Ida Brooks. No, he didn't finish from the same time as the Yumba Visma boys, but like you said, it's his grand tour debut. And you know this is just boding for fantastic things to come from Itabrooks. Brooks. We saw, of course, a user doing good in his debut last year. We saw Pagaccia doing good at the Vuelta in his debut year. So this is all kind of trending for good things for Ita Brooks and Bora Hansgrow in the future. I think he does need to improve his TTing because I think he was slower than Lander in the time trial. So that's maybe one area which he could improve on. But the the climbing the long climbing performance is definitely there for icebrooks,
0: Brooks. Yeah, I just think it was crazy everything uh, yeah. that he managed to do that. Uh, also, Stefan Kras managed to get himself inside top ten. That was a yeah. notable little result. But like the top ten has has changed a lot since the start as well. Uh, Almeida he's fallen down into 40, well into tenth. Uh, Mark Lea those two. UAE guys are the ones who lost the most out, you would say. Well, Renko Venepo. But um...
1: the top 10 for the people that don't know is, yeah, Kuss, Roglic, Guard, Ayuso, Mas, Soler, Lander, Vlasov, Ida Brooks, and then Almeida. It's shaked up quite a bit today. Of course, the biggest movers were Ida Brooks moving up, Lander moving up. And like you say, lots of people have dropped out and it, it was just a strange day all around for that sense, wasn't it? Where now, you know, I, I would say that given that people cracked here i think that we're moving into the much tougher terrain of the vuelta now and i think that today is really the sign of things to come where if you have done well today you'll probably continue to do well i think that if you were suffering today like a martinez and even a pool and all the people who dropped early you know i think those seven who were up the road at the top those are the protagonists um of of the vuelta now so I'd really think that we're focusing on those seven now and everyone else. Unfortunately, you know, I don't want to say they're out of it, but, you know, the, the time gaps are growing and growing to the point where, you know, the top 10 is, well, the 10th place is now almost, is joao Jaumeida at eight minutes and 39. You know, that's getting to the point where, you know, Garen Thomas was let into the breakaway at eight minutes something the other day. So therefore, you know, you might see more breakaways going into this final week with Yumba Visma having such a stranglehold on it. It's going to require other teams to really set the pace to to do anything. I'd say, you know, maybe Yumba want to win up Angleroo as just a bit of a statement, like, oh, cool, look at us winning up the Angleroo with a one 2 three again. You know, maybe they just want to show off that again just because they're literally playing pro cycling manager on easy mode right now they're just trying to you know how difficult you know how, how cool can we make our stage victories basically is what we're going with now um, although that is you know Sepkos has got his victory now Roglic has got his victory and Vingegaard's got his victory as well now so they're, they're literally just you know they're just playing for fun right now um, it's going to take something catastrophic for them to lose I mean we
0: might as well do predictions we did it yesterday for the first time in our Podcast exclusive for stage twelve, but I think I picked Bingo for the win.
1: Yeah, I said a user was going to win. Yeah, Remke was going to move into red, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Really, you did All right, say then. Regard, but yeah, it, almost in the way yeah. you're saying.
0: I said if I pick him, he won't win, but he yeah, curse is lifted. But uh, yeah, Patrick, who do you think is going to win tomorrow? Quite a mountainous stage as
1: well. I think it will go to the breakaway because. Of yeah, just because Jumbo have got control, they've invested a lot in today. Let's face it, you know a lot of their riders will be very tired. Everyone was pulling their load today, so I think he will go to the break. And I think the rider who looked really strong today and will be very keen is kind of showed his hand today. I think it might be Michael Storer who will win
0: tomorrow. Oh, uh, I was going to pick him. Uh, okay, oh, fair <laughs> enough.
1: I think yeah, <laughs> yeah hey, I low hand. hanging fruit. Yeah. He showed his hand that he wants the KOM classification. As long as he doesn't get too caught up in that, I reckon he could certainly win the stage. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Stage... I, I think it's going to be a stage for the breakaway.
0: Okay, I'll go Hazel Zahala. No, actually, he looked terrible today. Uh,
1: I'll, <laughs> go looked Remco, I'll go Remco... I'll go Remco Rem Remco, like, fights back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's a shame that he's dropped so far out of GC because he was almost the person we were um, thinking might be able to do something against Jumbo Visma, but I I don't know. The the pool of riders who are going to do something now will be um, ever-diminishing now. but yeah, I, all, the, all the glory that we have left to do is try and get our predictions correct. Anyways,
0: that's it for this recap race analysis. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to hit the like button, comment down below what you thought of this incredible dominance by Jumbo Visma. And if you haven't already, why not check out the Echelon Cycling Podcast where Patrick and I do every single week with Ewan. But that's basically it. Thank you for watching again. and. We will see you tomorrow.